I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Jam, how have you been doing today? I'm doing great. We're recording on a different day of the week than normal, so that's a little weird, but still good. It is a little weird. We've got the Monday Monday morning situation. Yep, Monday morning, but it's good. It's a good way to start the week. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. I'm pretty excited about today's topic. I'm excited to share it with you guys. You're excited about a I think, chemistry thing? That's interesting. Huh. <laughs> I know, like, pretty unusual for me. I never really see you like that where you're excited about something with science <laughs> or chemistry. So. Well, I am excited about something with science and chemistry, but I'm also a little upset about it. It's I feel similar to the Teflon episode, and this is going to be a oh, little interesting. series. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today's episode is more the exciting, interesting stuff. Um, next week's episode is maybe going to be a little bit more on the dark side. Interesting. Okay. I feel like we haven't seen the like upset side of Melissa in a little bit where I know. he's like, why did we do this to the world kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I angry wrote this episode on <laughs> Saturday afternoon. So. <laughs> okay. So we've been digging into polymers a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked about polymers with Teflon with cast iron, with super glue. And now we're going to keep talking about polymers with plastic. Okay, plastic. Okay. Yeah. What the heck is plastic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, what the heck is it? Okay, so we're going to talk about what plastic is. Okay. And we're going to talk about why some plastics have different properties than other plastics. Okay. And then next week, we're going to talk about what happens to plastic when you're done with them. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'm in plastic. Oh, I'm glad you're in because it'd be a little uncomfortable if you're like, I just don't want to learn this today. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't want to know what plastics are. Yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe the second half is something I don't want to know. Like I want to know, but I don't. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what's tough definitely. About, like about bad things happening in the world, like the Teflon thing. It's like you want to know, but you don't want to know, especially if you've got Teflon pants like I do. Right. But information is power. You know, you can Mm -hmm. empower your future decisions. So, yep. True that. So plastic is kind of a catch all term. Okay. For synthetic organic polymers that can be molded. So now remember in chemistry, Mm -hmm. organic means carbon based, not whatever it means in the food industry. And synthetic means we made them. Okay. So a long time ago, there was plastics that were made from non-man-made materials Mm -hmm. that they got from saps from trees and stuff. And we're able to make plastics from that. Mm -hmm. But now, pretty much we use plastic to describe anything that's synthetic organic polymers that can be molded. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about polymers before, but I want to do a little re-catch up and I learned something new. When we had our super glue episode, we talked about how poly is many and mono is is one. So mm-hmm. polymer and monomer. And I made a joke about how I don't know what the heck mer means. Yeah. Mer means parts. It's many parts, mm-hmm. polymer or one part monomer. Got it. Okay. Got it. Interesting. So that's a good little breakdown of the word itself. Yeah. But I like your definition the best, which is a polymer is a molecule made up of a bunch of smolecules. <laughs> Who knew that that so would the, like last a while? Like just a dumb that's, 
joke at the moment that did that right. helped me remember for sure, but also just kept stuck around. It's just one of the best you've ever come up with. I'm going to use that in my teaching classes probably for the rest of my life. So that's a good one. And it's a, it's a large molecule, but the collective, all the large molecules together, that creates a substance called a polymer. Right. So okay. the large molecule is called macromolecule. We're getting in the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Polymer chemists care a lot about that, but a lot of people use the term polymer and the large molecule word interchangeably. Right, right, right. Okay, so polymers have repeating units mm-hmm. that make up a chain, kind of. So I've heard someone describe it as beads that make up a necklace. Today we're going to maybe use spaghetti or pasta instead of beads that make up a necklace, but that's a okay. good visualization as well. Okay. Okay, so plastics are polymers, but they're not all the same kind of polymer. And that's why there's so much diversity. I mean, your cups are made out of plastic. Your grocery sacks are made out of plastic. Mm -hmm. Your laundry detergent bottles are made out of plastic. And those are all varying kinds of plastics that have a lot of different properties, right? Right. So there's two main things that give polymers different properties. Okay. One is kind of the shape of the chains and how they interact with each other. Mm -hmm. And two is what the chains are made up of. Those can be two things that impact the properties that we see when we interact with plastics. Okay. And that's why plastics has so many applications. As many different polymers as you can make, that's kind of as many plastics as you could make. You know what I mean? Right. That's a really wide range. Yeah. So for the first part, the way the molecule, the chain is formed, this is where our spaghetti is going to come into play. Okay. So think of dry spaghetti noodles. You have them, they're straight and able to fit nicely right in next to each other. Mm-hmm. And they're packed pretty densely. So they're, they're kind of strong, you know, it's hard to break a bunch of spaghetti noodles all tucked in close to each other. Right, right. They're really dense. Yeah. Okay, so that's one kind of polymer. You can have a lot of chains that fit in really close to each other, Uh and they're going to make a nice, tight, collective unit that's a harder plastic. So your laundry detergent bottles are going to be nice chains that fit nicely into each other. They're just repeating in the same pattern, and they can kind of tuck in right next to each other. Okay? Now think of when you have cooked spaghetti noodles. Right. If you laid all your cooked spaghetti noodles one next to each other, you're not going to get them perfectly straight. They're not going to be able to stick close into each other the way dry, even spaghetti noodles are. Uh They're just going to be a little wobbly, a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. That is the kind of molecular structure that you have in a plastic like your plastic bags. Right. Okay. So actually, typically, the plastic that makes up a laundry detergent bottle and the plastic that makes up your plastic bags has the same molecular unit, but one is that straight chain can fit into each other really nicely, Mm -hmm. and the other is that branched spaghetti cooked noodly kind of structure where they can't fit in as close to each other so they don't have that dense tough property. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So they have the same molecules, but they're arranged differently in space. 
Okay, interesting. And it's, so it's not really just that it's like thinner. Like obviously plastic bags are so much thinner than like a bottle, but it's also right. that they're just arranged really differently. And that's, that's a big part of what makes them so different from each other. Right. One is actually called low density polyethylene or LDPE. The low density is the molecular structure that's branched, your plastic bags. And the other is called high density polyethylene or HDPE. Okay. And that's the kind that's tougher. Okay, got it. Okay, so how the molecule formed matters, but there's another layer on top of that. And that's something called cross-linking. Mm-hmm. So if your molecules not only pack in closely next to each other, but actually form bonds across one another, mm-hmm. think about in a chain link fence, how those they're cross-linked, they have bonds sort of against the other metal. They're stuck uh-huh. together even though the individual metal strands are different. Yeah. That's another kind of polymer that is the toughest kind. It's generally, that is what's known as a thermoset polymer. So even if you heat it up, it's not going to be able to melt and reform. Once it's made, it's made. Oh, interesting. A good example of that is like our super glue. If you have the kind of super glue that doesn't melt when you heat it up, doesn't soften at all. Uh-huh. That's probably got a lot of cross-link polymers going on. Interesting. So it it can be mm-hmm. made because you're combining different things, but once it's made, once it links that in that way, it's much harder mm-hmm. to get unlinked. That's crazy. Right, because to unlink it, you're breaking chemical bonds and there's a lot more chemical bonds. So you have to put a lot more energy in to break those bonds. Mm-hmm. So it's much harder. So but I think like those plastic tiles in the bathtub, mm-hmm. I think are that kind of thermoset polymer where that plastic is made. It's shaped in the shape of your refrigerator or your bathtub, that kind of thing where you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to melt it down and reuse it because it's set. Mm-hmm. I think those are examples of thermoset plastic. I'm not hundred okay. percent sure. Okay. So there's thermoset plastic And then there's thermoplastic plastics. And those thermoplastic means when you heat them up, they are going to melt. Okay. Thermoset. So think about the way a a plastic bag will melt when you heat it up. Once I had a plate on the stove Mm -hmm. and it was a plastic plate. And my old house was notorious for we all turned on the wrong burners. It was just designed poorly where it was not intuitive which burner went with which knob. (laughs) That's the worst. We all did it wrong all the time. It Uh was very bad. We even had little stickers that one girl drew and put on there to Mm -hmm. tell you which one went to which, and we still always did it wrong all the time. So turning on the wrong burner totally melted this plate, and that is a perfect example of a thermoplastic. It was just a blob plastic melted onto my oven, my stove. Gosh, that sounds like a nightmare. It was crazy. It was hard to clean, but then I thought, oh, I could probably just let it cool down and it'd be harder and I could chip it off uh-huh. once it's set back down into plastic. So yeah, that's what I did. I bet I have a picture of the plate with just, it's just a plate with a hole in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put it up somewhere. Okay. So that's a thermoplastic okay. kind of plastic. It heats up and is malleable. It's plastic. Okay. That's the mold molding thing. 
So that's the one thing that determine properties. It's the way the molecule is arranged in space, regardless of those small repeating units. Mm-hmm. But just like with pasta, if it's made up of something different, if you've got your wheat flour pasta, your egg noodle pasta, your lentil pasta, your gluten-free pasta, that's going to have different properties too. Mm-hmm. So you'll also have different properties based on what those small repeating units are. Got it. So not just how they're arranged and how they're linked together, but what makes up each unit. Okay, right. Sweet. And the way they're made, just so we have a basic idea of how plastics come to be, because I didn't even really know this. Yeah, I have no idea, like, where it even comes from. Yeah, I I learned this part fresh this week. I knew that plastics were polymers, uh-huh. but I did not know what I'm about to tell you. Okay, sweet. So crude oil is extracted from the ground, mm-hmm. and it's refined. And that is the beginning of a lot of things that we use in day-to-day life. Okay. But in this case, when that crude oil is extracted, then they isolate out the different kind of molecules and compounds that make up the oil. Mm-hmm. And some very common ones are propane and ethane. And as they're refined and isolated out, then they'll be converted down to ethene and propene. Those mm-hmm. are also known as ethylene and propylene, but... You and I talked about eth and probe and bute having meaning. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it's the different numbers of, oh, dang. You're on the right track? Um, Maybe people at home are shouting it out. <laughs> is it the number of, like, carbons? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So one that should sound familiar to you is ethylene, mm-hmm. which is the gas that ripens fruits as well. Right. Right, right. So ethylene has two carbons, propylene has three carbons, and these monomers are converted into polymers through catalysis. So sometimes they just have that same repeating unit over and over. Mm-hmm. So a carbon and two hydrogens, carbon, two hydrogens, carbon, two hydrogens, just like the Teflon polymer was a carbon, two fluorines, a carbon, two fluorines, uh-huh. a carbon, two fluorines. But sometimes, for example, a very common one, PET, is polyethylene terephthalate, which means there's an ethylene monomer that gets rid of its double bond, so it's more like ethane, but Mm. that's maybe a little more than people care about knowing. (laughs) (laughs) But there's that eth monomer and then a phthalate monomer. And then, so it's basically, instead of being A, 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 then you have a polymer that's A, B, A, B, A, B. And that'll have different properties. So PET, polyethylene terephthalate, is stuff that makes up water bottles, which is a different texture Uh than the stuff that makes up laundry bottles, for example. Right. And again, some of that is how it's molded. Some of that is in the molecular structure, but also the different kinds of molecules that make up the large molecule Mm -hmm. can impact those properties. Got it. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Dang. So these polymers, the monomers get made into polymers and those polymers, usually they start out as little plastic pellets Mm -hmm. that they just have a bunch of and then ship them off and they'll be heated and molded into whatever the different companies need. Got it. And that's plastic. It's oil. (laughs) So just oil. And like... It's stuff from it's oil. It's a byproduct of oil. Yes. Byproduct. Stuff from oil is manipulated by chemists to make 
something new, which is very, very common. I mean, polymer chemistry is everywhere. Our clothes are made of the synthetic material is made of polymers, uh, polyester stockings right. or polymers. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of polymers all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's oil in that oil is a very rich resource to get a lot of basic chemistry molecules mm-hmm. that then you can manipulate into being whatever you want. <laughs> is, is nylon also plastic? I don't know. It's a polymer, yeah. but I don't think it'd be considered a plastic because I don't know if you can mold it. Okay, but maybe it. if you made it to where it wasn't, maybe if you melted it down and reshaped it. Yeah. I remember learning about that process, but I don't remember it now. That was a long time ago. I can do an episode on what is nylon and what are our clothes made up of and stuff too. Yeah. But I would Sounds... say probably not because it's not molded into a shape. Right. I don't think. Right, right. But it's a polymer, which just like goes to show like they're everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. They yeah. really are everywhere. Any really plastic that you can see, probably the desk that you're sitting at, if it's not made of wood. I have some cheap photo frames that are plastic instead of glass. Mm -hmm. You know, anything you can think of that's not glass or wood is probably a plastic and it's probably a polymer. Mm -hmm. Dang, that is so crazy. It's everywhere. I mean, there's also cotton, I guess, too. There's some other materials, but I don't even know technically what the molecular structure of cotton is. Oh, that'd be interesting. That's an interesting new thing to look at, but there's just polymers everywhere Uh in our day-to-day life. It's in our food that we eat. It's on our pans. It's in the products that we use, and it's in the plastics that we use every day. Wow. Gosh. Okay. So that's a lot I just threw at you. I just gave you a really basic crash course in sort of the variety of polymers, but Uh also the variety of plastics and how they come to be. So do you want to take a stab at it? Yes. I would love nothing in the world more than to take a stab at this. So Yay. Okay. I'm happy. I think it's going to be hard though to come up with a different analogy than spaghetti, but I know I was worried about taking that away from you, but I did feel that it was just such a useful way to envision it. Totally. And I didn't feel capable of teaching it any other way. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I felt like that was necessary. That makes sense. I don't know if I would have been able to understand it without some already having an analogy part of it. So, um, okay. Basically let me start with like, so we get crude oil and mm-hmm. We, there's a lot of things that come out of oil, obviously. One of those mm-hmm. byproducts is the, some of the substances we already talked about in the past. Ethyl. Mm-hmm. Is it just ethanol or is it ethyl? What is it? It's ethylene. ethylene. So we can okay, talk yeah. about that another day. The ethanol yeah. means there's an alcohol on it and they do use some alcohols to make polymers too, actually. Uh-huh. But Ethanol means there's an alcohol. Ethylene, mm-hmm. ene, that at the end means that there's a double bond in it. Got it. So, so the little suffixes, are those suffixes at the end? Mm-hmm. Those have meaning and have a standardization in addition to the ethyl, methyl, propyl Got it. stuff. Okay, cool. So ethylene and propylene. Mm-hmm. And those are byproducts that they can be used 
to make plastics. Mm-hmm. And the reason why there's so many different kinds of plastics is the way that they um, make up the the small molecules of the polymer mm-hmm. can make a difference in what kind of plastic we have, whether it's one that is, you know, pretty strong when it comes up against heat or not very strong when it comes up against heat mm-hmm. or having a different textures or feels or or whatever as well as then how those noodles how those mm-hmm. um fibers or pieces of the the polymer are then linked together and woven together so to speak um mm-hmm. or bonded together in the makeup of the plastic whether they're straight and rigid and packed in tightly whether they're loosey-goosey and if you can't see me, I'm doing a little dance, pretending like I'm a spaghetti noodle. (laughs) They can't see you. He said, if you can't see me, I'm the only one who can see you. (laughs) Yeah. 99% of you guys can't see me um, or whatever. But, and then also if they're like even stronger, like the chain link analogy, I just can't think of a better way to to say that than like that being so obvious. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. If they're all, kind of loose and just like a pile, even just kind of, you know, strands together, but they're all over the place. Wet. Maybe like a woven blanket. Yeah. Like a pile of yarn is not going to be a, a crazy kind of oh, used and unraveled yeah. pile of yarn yeah. is not going to be as good as a yarn ball. But the best is if you weave it together mm-hmm. or crochet it into a blanket where there's extra. Yeah, links. totally. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. When you said woven together, I thought, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Then even if it's the same molecules that make it up, mm-hmm. they can be super different just by how they're woven or not woven together. And that is plastic. That's exactly right. That was such a good analogy. I wish I had thought of that on the front end. Mm-hmm. But just to revisit it and wrap it up. So the one part that makes it different is if you have a a punch of yarn, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of different properties for the overall substance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's just piled up or if it's in a nice yarn ball Mm -hmm. or if it's woven into a blanket, you're going to have a lot of different properties, even if it's the same exact yarn. And yarn is actually made up of fibers of whatever Mm -hmm. stuff, which is like the molecules inside of the larger molecule. Right. So then if you have different types of fibers, Mm -hmm. different types of molecules, you'll have a different feel or experience of your yarn. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That That was better. That's great because (laughs) you can't, there's a little bit of a jump from spaghetti noodle to chain link fence. I know. Yeah. Like we just don't really make our chain link fences out of spaghetti noodles as much these days. We don't. Right. Yeah. That's an old practice. Yeah. (laughs) Every time we get a hot, humid day, it just, the chain link fence just fell apart. (laughs) And the animals come and eat the chain link fence. Yeah. And kids. But the weaving, there's, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's even like baskets are woven together. That is a very good analogy for what happens with the, on the molecular level of polymers. It's a visual that we can see that we can kind of understand the behavior of molecules by what we've seen in yarn. Yeah. Dean, that's great. I like that. That was a good one. Good job. 
good good teamwork to come up with a better analogy there at the end. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> so why for the those word... of you who hung along yeah. around with us, they were rewarded with a better analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's very interesting, dude. Plastics. That's so weird. I remember like just hearing that it was like, oh yeah, it's made out of oil or something like that. I was like, just what the answer I probably got from, you know, my mom or something like that if I just asked as a kid, but not anything else that explained it. Yeah. Chemistry is everywhere and it's really cool. And they've been really useful. Plastics have, have become a part of our everyday lives in ways that I tried to think of every way that I used plastic and I missed so many. I thought my toothbrush Mm -hmm. and then I thought of it. Okay. There's some plastic in my lunch bag, but I went through my morning routine and I was like, that's not too much plastic. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that my glasses are made out of plastic. Mm-hmm. The tube that my toothpaste comes in is made out of plastic. Mm-hmm. The cover I put on my toothbrush is made of plastic. The spray bottles that I use to spray down my hair uh-huh. is plastic on the tip. I mean, there's plastic subtly incorporated into everything. Yeah. In the refrigerator, in the packaging for the food, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all chemistry. Dang. That's crazy. I was trying to think of like, what? That's chemistry for your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see like so much plastic just looking around right now. You just, it's so easy to just get overwhelmed by like, oh yeah, it's everywhere. All the knobs on this mic stand, mm-hmm. the ends of the cables that I have plugged in. Um, the lid to my coffee cup. Yeah. Yeah. My phone case. Mm-hmm. Gosh dang, dude. That's crazy. These little cards on my. Oh yeah keychain ring your loyalty things or whatever Mm -hmm. it's everywhere it's all around us. gosh that's crazy i guess yay science for making our everyday life objects yeah (laughs) Yeah. but it sounds like there's gonna be a negative side to it next week i guess we're gonna have to come back and find out okay let's not get negative though let's get happy let's tell us a happy thing what i don't know that was right i'll say let's tell us you know (laughs) um let's not get negative though let's talk about something good that happened to us this week let's keep it positive okay um yeah deal i've got one so (laughs) my this was the first week that my wife went back to work yeah she's been you know on maternity leave for a long time and so that was a new change where i had to solo parent for a couple of days and it went great it was actually awesome. So yay. I love that. It's definitely hard. You know, that's like what anyone would expect, but being able to survive it and be like, okay, yeah, I can do this ongoing was really what I was looking to try to figure it out and and make sure I felt good about. It's one thing when life pauses completely and lets you just, your whole job is to keep your baby alive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you have to start adding elements of real life back in, then you wonder, can I really do this? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> I remember even one of my coworkers talked about her and her husband trying to have a similar setup to what we're doing where we don't have our kid in daycare. We both just kind of alternate taking care of him and, uh, they weren't able to do it. His, his job just oh, didn't, no. wasn't flexible enough to be able to end up allowing it once they started trying to. And so I was a little mm-hmm. bit like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Like hopefully we can do this and it works out like we hoped it would and all that stuff. So it did so far, like after two, two tries. So I guess, you know, to be continued a little bit, but, 
after two tries so far, we are feeling great about it. Yay, that's exciting. Yes, that is a happy thing. So yeah, that's me. How about you? How's your week been? Well, that's happy. I am happy to hear that you guys had a good good time together. Bro time, hanging out at home. That's fun. Oh yeah, bro time. Um, well, speaking of bros, my dad and my brother are my bros. Mm-hmm. And we love hockey. Uh-huh. We've we've loved hockey since I was a little kid. And that's not the air Dallas hockey, Stars. right? Just to No. Okay. Ice hockey. Got it. Yeah, ice hockey. Right, right. Just checking. And the Dallas Stars are doing really well. I know you don't care about sports, Jam, but, you know, there's not a lot to get excited about right now in the <laughs> middle of COVID. I mean, life can just be pretty, just going along. Mm-hmm. Not the most exciting times. So it's something to get excited about. It's something to talk with my dad and my brother about that's really fun mm-hmm. and to hang out with them and chat with them. And playoff hockey happens every other day. So I always have something to do, even if for some reason stuff gets canceled because of COVID, which happens all the time. Yeah. 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 And my roommates have a projector. Ah. And so I've been using the projector Mm -hmm. to watch the games on a sheet outside, Uh which is really fun. I had some friends of mine over your roommates Mm -hmm, over mm -hmm. and we had a social distance watch party outside where it was safe Mm -hmm. and we had the sheet up and watched but this week I had to stay home and I put it in my room and projected the game on my wall. Like I had a huge big screen Dude. in my room and laid on my bed and watched the game and ate some wings and it was really fun. Nice. It was my ideal Saturday night. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. The wings part sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was very good. I got Wingstop Louisiana Rub is my new favorite. It was delicious. Nice. So that was a pretty fun, that's been a pretty fun thing that's been going on consistently for a few weeks. And I can't believe that they're still in the playoffs. They're doing pretty well, which is amazing. And it's a fun team to watch. Nice. Okay. So nobody jinx it. Okay. Nobody jinx it. Anything could happen. We have no idea if they win one more game, they'll be in the finals. But by the time this airs, y'all will know the truth about what happens. You're in the future right now. Yeah. So you know more than I do. Thanks, Jim, for letting me talk about hockey. By the way, lots of plastic in the hockey realm, too, if you want to keep your eyes peeled and watch a game. And for coming and learning all about plastics. And it's been a really fun, it's been a really fun episode. Yes, thanks for teaching us and for uh, helping wrap our minds around this crazy topic of plastic that's all around us that's very hard to explain. Um, and thanks on behalf of listeners as well. Um, Melissa and I have a lot of ideas like this of topics in chemistry and everyday life, but we want to hear from you. What are, the, what are the things that you're curious about that you're like, there's probably chemistry in there. Uh, ask us. We want to hear your ideas. Reach out to us on Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Chem for Your Life. That's Chem, F-O-R, Your Life, to share your thoughts and ideas. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the cost of making it, go to ko-fi.com slash Chem for Your Life and donate the cost of a cup of coffee. If you're not able to donate, you can still help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. That also helps us to be able to share chemistry with even more people. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode can be found in our show notes or on our website. Jam Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to A. Collini and N. Newell, who reviewed this episode.